special interview today. We have a worker from Voodoo Donuts and the Donut Workers United. Uh, we have Ho- Jose Luis here, who was recently fired for participating in a protected concerted workers activity. Uh, Jose Luis, uh, how are you today? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, just kind of, you know, just it took a little bit of process, like, uh, well, what am I doing now? And, but mm-hmm. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, totally understandable. Um, so we, we talked about, you know, the, the story that has been going around the media, uh, specifically about, you know, the strike coming out of the heat wave in Portland, but we were hoping that, you know, we could obviously while we have you here, get a much more direct version of the story, you know, from somebody directly involved. Uh, and and just to start out, obviously, like, um, you folks put together, you know, Donut Workers United uh, as an attempt to to deal with the problems that y'all had been facing at Voodoo Donuts. Um, but, and so one of the things I wanted to ask was, but even before this recent heat wave, how, like, how were the working conditions at Voodoo Donuts? Like, where were you folks already sort of, you know, in the process of, of forming your union before this, you know, recent big action and, and, and what was, what was the whole process like, you know, when you, you all were working together to get the, the union started? All right. Um, so I just want to clear things. I, so I started just a few months ago. Um, oh, okay. People that were there that were from the beginning of like the union organizing was Samantha and, uh, so but like as far as since i've been there it's i mean we it's there's just constant complaints from all the employees whether it's the heat and this is pre-heat wave or just i mean the way the workspace is maintained in general and oh uh, i'm also just like it's extreme this is all extremely new to me so i'm slowly like figuring out the best way to communicate with my coworkers who were all are kind of hesitant um but uh what was your question at the beginning again yeah so like before even before like you know this this most recent heat wave that that led to the the firing basically what i'm trying to get an understanding of is because we we talk about you know uh, workers you know getting the the ball rolling on forming their own unions and, and and trying to fight for you know better working conditions better wages the rights they deserve in the workplace. And what I'm just wondering is because obviously we've seen as a result of y'all's organizing efforts, you know, the retaliation that we've recently seen and, and, and voodoo, you know, rolling out their standard PR campaign that we see from all sorts of these companies, you know, continuing to claim that you know, we really know we care about our workers so much, <laughs> despite the fact that, you know, we're firing folks for, uh, you know, protected rights. And and so one of the things that I was hoping that we could, you know, get an idea of is like what was management's response when y'all, you know, were working together as a group to to bring this this union together. Like not not even like not necessarily all the way back to when it started, but just like in the time that you were there, uh how how did management respond when folks even just tried, you know, to communicate as a group as opposed to, you know, one-on-one. Yeah. So, um, I know that, um, 
a lot of the original folks that were part of the original organizing efforts were um, just due to COVID and shutdowns and they like a lot of people, they just didn't bring the majority of them back. Mm-hmm. Um, so they use that as a way to kind of cut that, cut that. But like when I came in, um, Samantha came and spoke to me and I was already down because I was, um, yeah, because I had been hesitant to work in Voodoo, but the only reason I went in is because I knew that they had already had this continuing effort to organize. Um, and like a day later, um, the general manager came up and spoke to me and gave me that kind of normal spiel of, you know, with a union, everything's going to be on the table, which you're not gonna, and like tries to, you know. Um, so, but they, and, and like I had heard them and like another other shift lead go up to different people, like especially all of the new hires, um, and asking kind of, hey, so, you know, basically asking about whether how, what we think of the union. And, um, one was fired actually just before the um NLRB vote, they had went up to them and, um, I, I it, was, it was like right by the dish pit and was at, and both of them asked, hey, we just want to know, you know, are you part of the union and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, and then, I mean, I can't draw a line, but like a week or so later, they're fired. Right. Yeah. So uh, what are some of the conditions on the ground that you were witnessing? Like, is it like similar to uh, fast food work? Is it uh, similar to restaurant style work? Or and like, what are what are some of the actual like day to day conditions on the ground at, in in that particular shop that you were working in? I would say it's most similar to fast food work. So it's just like you know, there's different steps to the production, and it's so day to day. Like, let's say I did mostly yeast, and it was just constantly, you know, making dough, going in, going that, but like. Right, and so uh, when when you're making like all the like you're making dough or and doing the the yeast projects, like is there um, a demand of getting a certain amount done in a certain period of time, or um, or like what sorts of um, demands are are there to like make sure that you're you're always doing think, the thing to make the boss's money? Yeah, I mean, there's you you can't you you constantly be having to be part of me you know producing i i feel like in the back where i mostly was you didn't necessarily feel it as much as like there was like the decoration station and that spot was they were it was constantly redecorating mm-hmm. and doing things on donuts but yeah it's I, I i don't know it's hard to explain it's just it's 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 like fast food stuff it's just you just keep you they want you just to keep moving and they don't want you to take a pause take a break like except for your uh here in oregon it's a 10 minute break uh, that we get, you know, every two hours. Um, but like, even then, I, I, I personally didn't get a lot of talking to for like going over my, my like ten minute breaks every now and then. And I think it's because when I was on, I was like, I was like the quote unquote good worker, so I'd always just, okay, hey, we're gonna, hey, said we were gonna finish up, but we gotta do this, but we still need you, we still want to make sure that everything's clean on time, even though we're doing production stuff like later than what we normally would or. It, it, I don't know. It, it, it's, and and I think it's like I'm still kind of programmed enough where it's like, like I, I, like part of me is like, well, no, I just said I was gonna do this job, so I'll do this job no matter how they say it. Um, but like there, it's, I don't know. I feel like I, I saw more, more pressure on, like other 
areas, like the other stations. Sure. I was like to be fast. Like I, like yeah, I needed to go faster, and and it was it was always that conversation. But mm-hmm. it it was a little different because there is a, there's like there's still like when you're making the dough, it's still like oh no, well there's there's ten minutes that the dough has to be going. So there's like weird little pauses. Sure. That right. Right. Exist. And and uh, I don't. I'm not trying to like just dig for things or whatever. But like, in training is uh, you know probably provided. It's um, you know for anyone who's willing to do the job. But was, was training generally like adequate? Because I found in my experience with a lot of food um, work that they basically tell you once and then uh, send you off to fail. At least that's and and maybe maybe I I could be um, projecting a little bit, but. Um, how how was um you know when you go in how how comfortable or how long before you end up comfortable um doing the job um i didn't feel like comfortable like that i knew what was going on for like a month month and a half and yeah. and the way they're like it's it's like they had a couple of people come in to get trained like on a saturday on the busiest days where no one has time to <laughs> talk to them and teach them anything so it's like here i'm gonna show you this really quick and then oh no those don't look good you gotta we gotta toss those ones and then it's just like keep like that and it's just that over and over it's like why would you even why on the busiest shit why would you not have it some some other time where it's like we have that space like time wise to go over because you know there were people because they it's not like it was all like management doing the training it was other people that work there right they tried what they could but it's also they still had to produce and they still had to make their time. Um, so, so yeah, were people paid to train or they were there actual trainers or people who are just workers expected to do training. I never asked. I didn't sound like from the people that trained me, um, except for this, a couple times the, the, the person training was a shift lead. So they were paid extra, obviously because they were shift lead. But like, I was also trained by people that weren't and they never mentioned anything about extra pay. And they were definitely, and there are people that I think would have, uh, because, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that. Sorry, go ahead. I was just, yeah, there's no sense that there was like anything extra for them having to take on that extra, you know, responsibility of teaching me how to, how to cut a donut, right? Like, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely sounds, you know, in line with plenty of stuff that we've heard from, you know, other locations where, like, I was saying it's like, well, why, why pay to properly train people when we can just use, you know, worker pressure and and the threat of discipline from management to try and force people into it. <laughs> um, so you you'd mentioned that like leading up to the the NLRB vote that like management was kind of trying to suss out who was with the union, who might not be. Um, were there any other like specific tactics that, that you can recall, like beyond that, like before the election that, 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 that they were really, you know, trying to roll out there, like just for instance, like some of the stuff that we see all, all the time is, you know, one-on-one sort of captive audience meetings where they'll, they'll like, you know, pull individuals out of, out of line, out of the line and, you know, start questioning them, start bombarding them with stuff about how, you know, unions are bad, da 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 all that stuff, or, you know, putting up like anti union flyers, that it like any any anything that 
like specifically like they were doing along those lines? Yeah. So uh, like like you said, they were doing the whole pull people one at a time out, like in the middle of their shift, like just hey, can I go speak with you? Feels like, and you feel like, oh, am I gonna get fired like two weeks in? Right. Like, uh, and then you sit down, and they're like, oh, I know there's a union going on. Have you been spoke? Have someone spoken to you about it? I was like, you know, yeah, you know, just so that basic spiel that they always give, right? Um, but also, so we used to have like a there's a public boards that people would put on like, oh, if they're gonna have a show or whatever, that we could just put whatever we want it. Yeah. Um, and I know that like legally they can't just ban a specific thing on it so they can't ban union stuff on it so what happened was because we had a couple people that would go and they would put like random you know just like literature like stuff like that up right. on the board um and that would get taken down and i think eventually they realized they just made it a only work board mm. like, because you can do that you can make it so hey there's nothing outside shop stuff that is there so they did that um there was a couple people that were already on their way out but they still weren't out and with the nlrb vote too it was also like anybody that was working before said date through like the 28th of april like so if you're working up through then through the 20th of april you're still eligible to vote right you're still part of that voting block but there's still people that were fired and from what i could tell their votes were counted just because like like but it was trying to like. Let me see the one of the 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 the, pers- the primary person that's just been like, on top of all this, Samantha, has been reduced to two days a week. Like, Oof. um, just uh, they're both they're both swing shifts. She doesn't get to go work up at the front, so where you're more likely to be able to. It's so basically just in isolation. Like, uh, so the people that they feel were, you know, might be an issue, or either, you know like like that or just like kind of always had like oh hey you're just today you're working with right next to your 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 gm or your shift leader <laughs> yeah yeah so there's no yeah exactly i experienced that as well and, and when i was um in in my unionization process there i actually was working two jobs at the time and I had an opportunity to get some more hours at um, the other thing, which was more in like my kind of career path, and like that I got um, express approval to reduce my hours. That was totally unheard of. The um, though they did wait for the till the very like last minute. They're like, "Oh yeah, we'll have you an answer," uh, you know, really soon or like within a week. And uh, and I got approval for something that no one has ever gotten approval for because they basically do. They want to get you out of the shop as much as possible. So I'm not surprised uh, to hear that. And then ob- obviously putting you next to um, people that are um, going to be monitoring what you say, uh, curtailing your speech. Um, was there any like direct uh, kind of attacks on your uh, you know right to talk about? unions or um you know discontent in the workplace um so i like know how i got this impression but like it it seems like everybody that was working at voodoo that wasn't like actively like seeking out trying to speak with the union was somehow given the impression that it wasn't it wasn't legal for them Mm. to stuff during work hours or like like that you weren't supposed to some way um 
which my understanding, just like the public boards, is they can't do that directly. They could just say, hey, only shop talk. You can't even talk about your cat. Like, like, like that. They, they, could, they could, like, universally just ban outside shop talk, but they can't specifically ban union talk. Um, but, yeah, somehow people got the impression that we couldn't discuss it on the floor. And so it was like that. And I got, I didn't even get that from a manager. I think I got it like from some other worker. So it had been going on prior to me there that they somehow got that. Well, and I mean, it is generally encouraged to keep your, your union close to your vest when it comes to things that you don't want to get retaliated against. You know, I mean, as soon as, like you were saying, as soon as you're identified as a pro union worker, uh, it, but but I mean, also any grievances can then be you know thought of by management as you know pro union uh, talking points, and so I, I right. just I, much compl- um, yeah exactly like too much yeah I get I get what you're saying yeah and and I mean I, I that really I feel like mirrors like some of the other ways that you'll see the these companies like get around that sort of thing to tr- like. I think like what you're talking about is, is very real. The where they'll create an impression that you can't talk about something. And then the thing that I immediately think of with that is the, the promotion by a lot of companies of the whole idea. Well, you're not supposed to talk about how much you make to any yeah. of your coworkers. I think yeah. a friend of mine, like I'm to being more, you know, I guess, it, it, you know, more, pro worker i mean i guess i always kind of was but like a, a co-worker was always always would always say like it's it's bull when they try to tell you to you can't tell each other they just don't want you to know that someone's getting paid more than you and they don't want you to be able to have that knowledge because that's a little bit of power back that they don't want to give because it's always a it's a it's a maintaining that yeah i guess on that note are you could would you share with us like the about what people actually make um doing the job and maybe like ways that uh are in like maybe even if you know like manager salaries i i don't i don't know uh the manager salaries um so i i I was paid 14 an hour and then plus tips and tips could actually be pretty decent the way they do their tip system is kind of weird but that's anyway like and i know it goes up after like three months but from what i've been told from some folk not written it's not always it's not much and they, you know, they try to find a way to not give it to you, right? Just any place. Right. Um, no, it's it's it's. Then the way they, I think, the thing is, I noticed in the last couple of weeks I was working, they were like really on top of. I think they had probably heard people complaining about their hours, like people like being told they could leave or whatever. So they were really on top of just keeping people the full shift. Or I, don't, I don't know exactly, but. Yeah, and I mean the thing is they can't make you leave if you're scheduled on a shift, right? But sometimes just like well, there's nothing to do, you get bored, and I don't. Sure. It's like there's nothing for me to do, but you don't want me just to stand here, so now I have to go and scrape this corn. Yeah, um, like the right. I know uh, <laughs> that that was certainly an error. Like I I worked at um, concessions when I was in college and. That was one of the common refrains of my manager at the time when we were at these lulls between the big rushes that we would get was, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. And it's like, and you'll be looking over at this like kitchen that's already been cleaned. 
Yeah. And yep. it's just like, no, you can't have any downtime, so you can't talk to anybody that you work with. And yeah. <laughs> a couple of places I worked at, it wasn't as bad. It was just like, yeah, it's slow. <laughs> I guess we're waiting for two, waiting around for two hours. Like, right. Yeah. Like, but most of the time, yeah, it's like that. It's, oh no, I'm, it's like, you're not just paying me to work. You're paying me to be, take a chunk out of my time out of my life. It's not just my labor itself that you're paying me for. It's like, you're paying, like, I don't know. It's, there's a lot, there's a lot of things. Um, I, I get on tangents really easy. <laughs> I go, that's uh, totally fine. No, we're, yeah, we're here fine. for it, honestly. <laughs> I mean, we do it all. You, uh, if you check out an episode, we, we obviously, <laughs> we tell jokes constantly and, it's just a. It's actually a way of just like dealing with the fact that we're talking about actually something super serious. I mean, like this is how we make our life. I mean, your job is how you make your livelihood. It's how you pay your bills. It's pretty important. Um, yeah. I guess my the next question that I wanted to ask is: Did you notice uh, either like or or hear about during the um, the early organizing or during the NLRB election or even after of um, groups outside of of your union kind of uh, trying to show solidarity or or any sorts of um, local uh, like outs, outside groups that might have been trying to help with um, your process? I, I know that like Burgerville, like some of the other like IWW affiliated places definitely were. Um, I just... At that point, I think up until it was really for for when I got like more involved, it was uh, it was like right before like the NLRB vote where I was like I realized like there was shenanigans going on. Um, right. Uh, so yeah, that'd probably be like a better like Samantha thing. But like yeah, no, uh, yeah, other places. I mean, you could if we if they if it were if we were out talking or something you know people saw other people could come up and be like hey yeah no i've been following and seeing how it's going so yeah there's definitely that but it was it like a thing that we felt in the shop i don't think so necessarily um yeah yeah i i relate to that as well uh i when i when we were doing our, our union a long time ago we actually were uh, gonna have to create our own new local because of of how far away from um, other shops we were and it's it's a lot it's pretty difficult when you when you don't necessarily feel that solidarity in the shop um yeah but yeah um yeah and so obviously like the this you know started to make bigger news uh you know right around the time the big heat wave hit the west coast and and, and we've you know we talked about the the write-ups that we've seen but could you just describe, you know, during like the big <laughs> heat surge, uh, you know, when it was over a hundred for multiple days there, like, can you just describe <laughs> what it was like being, being in that environment when it was <laughs> that yeah. hot and, and, and what the response was from management to it? Yeah. yeah. Or even so, like the day that it, the things went down. Yeah. So, I mean, even leading up to the days before it was like, um, the Wednesday before, um i had been working right i'd been working just like swing and i've been feeling like basically symptoms of heat exhaustion all day but it's like it's not that hot out technically but like in the shop and especially in the front it's it's or in general like if you're doing fire or whatever it's just the heat builds up and the their ac system wasn't keeping up and you know they and 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 you know they're they're trying to do like the bare minimum they can to like keep it so 
they could they could claim that they did something, I guess. Um, but like right. I've been complaining the entire shift about like symptoms of heat exhaustion, um, and I didn't want to call it that because I like I said I was like, nah, it can't be. It's not that, but it's like if it's getting high, I think my shift lead should should know what those symptoms are and be like, hey, step of back. Course whatever and be able to even if i don't recognize it because you you get more but like as soon as i got out out i walked around for like five minutes and i immediately felt better and i realized oh no it was that and i was just denying it and that was wednesday and it was like 15 20 degrees cooler than it was sunday or saturday but we had people so that saturday so the two hottest days was sunday and monday and saturday morning a couple people that were working in the shop like message us on break and was just like hey can we just do something because they haven't mentioned anything about um you know if we're working tomorrow they haven't mentioned like what we're gonna do um or anything and uh i think we should do something so the rest of us calling people <laughs> and seeing um and, you know, there's some folk that it's just, you know, sometimes you're not in a position to go on strike. Sometimes you're not in a position to do the thing, even if you want to. Uh, but, sure. like, yeah, so, and we were and we were trying to, and so we, someone went in on Saturday with, a, like, an ambient thermometer, and their temperature maxed out at, at 96. Uh, this is Saturday, and, yeah. Uh, and it had, I think it shot at, like, 10, 15 degrees. Uh, like outside, I mean, temp difference between Saturday and Sunday was like ten degrees, ten fifty degrees. So, um, and one okay, one thing I, I want to say is like the company claims that they had changed production times, and I know they didn't. Not on Saturday, and from the people that were working their full shifts Sunday, they didn't change them on Sunday. Um, they were saying that they gave people they were they were giving people extra breaks. That was not something they ever told anybody. It was basically if you looked like you were about to crash, then you 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 they'd be like, oh hey yeah, go wait back for ten minutes or whatever, <laughs> and, yeah. and and we'll we'll keep coming and checking on you and bugging you to see if you know we can get you back back up front or back wherever you're working, and like you know they had their they had their little box fans up, they had their um. And it just wasn't enough because the thing is too, it's like you gotta understand up here in like Pacific Northwest, like most places don't have AC. I mean, obviously restaurants do because and like places that have like heat sources do, but like they're still not designed to like make up for the type of heat that we were getting those days. So their their AC, even if it was actually in good condition, which it wasn't, <laughs> would have had issues. And so, you know, we were seeing like other places were preemptively deciding hey you know what we value the health of our workers more than we do making you know a few bucks right. uh, and so that was frustrating because it just felt like we were not being considered at all in this they they did not even ask us you know if we were comfortable working um because i mean i remember last year i don't remember if you remember there was like smokes like all throughout the west coast like the fires and stuff like that mm -hmm. yep place i was working just straight up asked us hey y'all feel comfortable just like being outside like being out here we said no and they're like okay <laughs> i guess we're not working today and that's about it. it's like sure. then it's like that's still something like you could just be a human to other people 
And I think that was like people were real, like we were all realizing, like, yeah, they don't, they don't see us that way. They want to just get as much as they can out of us. Um, but yeah, like so Saturday, even Saturday, I went out and I got some personal fans for people. So there was a person on the fryer, and even with that fan, like the fan, like probably just kept them from like <laughs> dropping. Like, like it was just like, yeah trying to manage before we did anything Sunday. Like so, it was it was just those day that entire week before it's just like we were real, like we we're like we we all were hoping that they'd like just do something um but they didn't and he, and we were all like complaining but it's like they were just like but we have ac it's like okay <laughs> but you, you it's just it's it's just frustrating cuz it's just like really like i don't know it, you're you're dismissing what we're experiencing like <laughs> Yeah, it's it's almost like they're trying to like gaslight the employees by saying, "No, no, see, we have an AC unit. It doesn't matter that it doesn't work. We have an AC unit." <laughs> like trying to convince you that it's not as bad as it is. Right. Yeah. And so you're saying that like the, as the heat was ramping up, I mean, there were not really um considerable measures taken by management to actually you know, make it a safer work condition and, and that it was pretty genuinely unsafe due to the level of heat, um, basically leading very close to heat exhaustion, um, probably dehydration and, and things like that. Uh, is that right? Yeah, it's like, okay. So I do know, I, I do know that they, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's almost more performative than it is actually like a function thing that they, like the stuff they did. It's like, okay, cool. We're turning this oven up and it's like, <laughs> and there's still two fryers going and it's still right. like, and yeah, you had a AC tech come in. And again, it's not that the AC doesn't work. It's that the AC unit is old as fuck. Sorry. Um, is old and, and it's, you can, you can swear it's fine. <laughs> In other even in other years people would i've been told by other folk that like other years at voodoo it hasn't there's been at least one person that probably faints it's like Oof. if wow. if you have ac and it's still not able to keep up with like the conditions of your workplace that's an issue um and you know sometimes and, and another thing too it's like the way the way they factor in whether something's like 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 a certain amount of heat is dangerous for folk or not is 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 they also take in consideration whether or not you're like acclimated and while mm. the people working there are acclimated to some degree of heat it's like it's still not the same as what it was those days and we and we were feeling that going up and then you got to remember that like a lot of folk i mean i'm a lucky person i have a place with ac but a lot of places don't so it's like you can't cool down so like a couple days of just being overheated and then you go into work um yeah absolutely water uh, and you have to constantly be moving and you have to you know and if you're in the front you're constantly talking and just all this stuff of course you're gonna you're gonna have issues and you're and you're and you're gonna and you're gonna be you're you know you're, you're not gonna be able to think straight because just like all those symptoms of heat exhaustion like it all builds up so not not like so not only is there uh, issues with this week? But there's actually a historic, like, uh, precedent set of unsafe work conditions in the heat at at least this store and in quite possibly other Voodoo Donuts uh, locations. From uh, what I, yes, 
yeah, that's that's not surprising, but absolutely wild. Um, and and to think that they said that what they did was enough to mitigate uh, and make the conditions safe enough that it didn't warrant um, a, a strike in uh, in response to the safety concerns for the workers is ridiculous. It sounds absolutely absurd to me. And and I. Uh, I hope that the NLRB rules in your favor. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. But I guess on that note, um, we we can actually talk a little bit about that uh, complaint filing, and uh, and and what uh, what that kind of means to you as like a worker. Like, uh, how how are you feeling like now after the, after things have settled just a little bit? Yeah. So yeah, uh, filing a you know a ULP uh, unfair labor practice uh, complaint uh, because so. They told the the ones they fired initially, and we've had people that just like straight up quit. Um, but um, they all told us is that um, we uh, were being fired for a job abandonment, and so <laughs> right. I said like I was. Uh, um, so what they did when I and I went in, it was the uh, like corporate HR um, came in and or grabbed me and had me go into the office and. Um, and then it just started, you know, asking, and yeah, I could already see that it's going somewhere. Um, but uh, so her questions basically amount to uh, whether or not I, um, I like explicitly like complain, like in a like me personally in a way to someone where they they I don't know they wanted to know how explicit I was in my complaints about the heat, and it's like I had already been telling someone. But yeah, I wasn't immediately before the strike because I had literally just clocked in and then we called the strike. <laughs> right. Immediately before the strike, I, I, you know, I hadn't had a chance to complain because I literally had just clocked on. <laughs> like, um, right. But it, it, yeah, so they're they're saying that just because the grievance necessarily wasn't our own grievance, like even though we're striking because it's unsafe for other folk too, like the other people that are working that maybe can't handle it as much as some of us. Some of us might be able to do more, you know, because people are different. Like, mm-hmm. but we're still the reason we're going on strike is not just that it affects us as individuals; it affects us as like coworkers. We're you know, yeah, their fellow workers. Absolutely. Am I not supposed to? If, if I know that they're suffering, it's like why? Why wouldn't I do something? Like, yeah, of course. But, yeah. So, but yeah, they're trying to. They're trying to. They're trying to say that I don't. We didn't have a right and they're also trying to say that the union doesn't exist so that it doesn't because they claim that because we lost the nlrb like the vote to force them to deal with us that somehow that means that there is no like group of people organizing right (laughs) right yeah Yeah, which as we We, say here on our show where we make a very big point of saying the union is the workers whether or not the state recognizes it and uh and and I and I wanted to just quick go back. So they said that you didn't you didn't uh, have a real grievance with the work conditions, even though you had been work working previously on days where the heat was ramping up, and you knew that the heat was really high, and you walked in and were informed of the work conditions, and then you decided to go out on strike in solidarity with your fellow workers, and they said that that doesn't count. Yeah. More or less. I, like, like, we're trying not to like discuss the union activity at all. And then another thing too, which is, I honestly, I, I regret not mentioning to them, is that when we were trying to speak with the GM, like, I, like when we, because we went up to the front and he was up there, and 
uh, Max, one of the other folk that walked out, um, came in. He had this little paper, you know, written up, and we we're like, "Hey, can we read this to you?" And she said, "No." And he was like, "Well, can you sign it saying you got it?" And he was like, "I'll just leave it somewhere for you." But mm-hmm. she was also told us like two or three times in a row, just like because she didn't want to hear anything we we're saying to stop us talking, she just said, "If it's too hot, you can leave." So it's like, and I, I feel like it's like, well, technically, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean that that sounds like a pretty explicit acknowledgement of the conditions to me, anyway. Yeah, it's like, and I, I wish I would have brought that up to the HR person because I was the first one to like at least throw them back on their heels a little bit to be like, well, we need to go speak to someone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I neglected to do that. Um, but yeah. And- so, yeah. The, the, anyway, going back to yeah, they they were trying to imply that like we didn't individually have like proper grievance to like walk off and that we just walked off. It, they were trying not to acknowledge it as like a protected action, <laughs> right? And that somehow you know you should have been acclimated to working in you know ninety six degree <laughs> temperatures around fryers, yeah. and that if you didn't have like a specific timed complaint that that would somehow make that an okay work environment. Yeah. So obviously, you know, um, we're now here in the, in the aftermath of this, you know, the, the, the NLRB vote didn't obviously didn't go quite the way that we would have hoped. Although as, as we were pointing out, that does not mean that the union doesn't exist. It just means that the company isn't recognizing it. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to ask before we wrap up here, um, I know specifically the article that we had we had looked seen where we first heard about this and, and had talked about it had a um, had a GoFundMe on there for people, and I just wanted to you know confirm with you if if, that, if that's still a good way to help out um, the mm-hmm. you know the folks involved with the organizing, the folks who have been impacted by by you know either getting fired or, or losing time, as you mentioned for other folks. A, if that's if that's still a good way to, to help out, and, and if it is, we'll 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 link it in the show notes so that our, our listeners can can contribute. But even if not, if there's any other you know ways that that people can help help folks out who have been impacted by this. Yeah. So, uh, thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. So the the uh, the GoFundMe is still active because um, right now our steps. So we have another meeting Thursday, but I know last time I spoke with the other. Other folk. Uh, so our goal is to um, because so the initial GoFundMe was to help pay for you know those two days on strike. Um, mm-hmm. Those those checks went out already. Um, the rest is more like hardship stuff. So what our goals right now are to uh, at least pay like help pay some rent for some folk and like uh, just get groceries and stuff together for people. So uh, yeah, the GoFundMe would be perfect for like because that's how we're getting that to get get it to folk other people so okay excellent awesome. well we'll definitely make sure to to link that in the show notes um because yeah obviously like solidarity uh is the only way any of us are going to get through this yeah so um you know anytime that we can help out or provide our listeners with way to direct that can directly help out workers you know impacted by the awful labor conditions in this country is, is something we want to be able to do yeah and again, I guess speaking of solidarity, like when I was speaking to the HR person, I kept bringing up how other folk, and she's like, I don't want to hear about other people. I want to hear about you. you." And it's like, 
again, Jeez. my the reason I did what I did wasn't like just a me thing. Like, right. I, yeah, I don't like myself that much to just like <laughs> like to do something for me. Like, yeah, right. And and <laughs> to say that that you know caring about the work conditions that other people are in along with you doesn't matter is ridiculous. Obviously, well, uh. Jose Luis, we want to thank you so much for coming on to the program, and uh, we hope to maybe we'll be able to follow up and uh, hear a little update. We do our uh, follow ups at the beginning of most episodes, and so Actually, we'll, we'll... Real quick. yeah, yeah. What's the, up? The twenty eighth, we are planning on a uh, picket, so okay, that'll be outside the old town store. Um, I think that that info will be up like on the Twitter. On uh, don't don't workers united, um, yeah. Awesome, oh, and, awesome. And, and 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 we should you know just mention to our listeners, yeah, like don't workers united. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. I know at least the Facebook page has been posting some pretty great memes. <laughs> um, yeah. So definitely, our, our folks should should check them out. And and yeah, um, if there's going to be a picket on the 28th, anybody any of our listeners who are in the the Portland area, um, you know these folks can always use solidarity on the line as, as well as, you know, in monetary form. So if anybody can is, is out there in that area and, and can show up to show support, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's great. I'm, I love the opportunity to actually go out there and, and, uh, and do that sort of thing. So, and I know that we do have some listeners out there. So, so yeah, make sure to go out there on the 28th, uh, at the old town store, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on a All right. Third half, right by Burnside. I mean, if they if they're down here, they'll know where it's at. <laughs> All right, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again, and uh, we will follow up with any of that information probably once the the twenty eighth has has uh, is about coming up or or once it's happening. And uh, just wanted to uh, also. You know, thank the listeners for actually helping you know especially if you contribute to the GoFundMe or you end up out there picketing with the workers to, to thank you and uh, and remember labor peace is not in our interest solidarity forever solidarity everybody oh yeah